0: joining us once again for the lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford from pop culture cosmos inside sports fantasy football and the lakers fast break podcast checking right back in with you here well it was a disappointing start to the lakers season we're not getting off to the best of beginnings and here to discuss the lakers first game with me today is well actually speaking of first our first guest in the show's history boomer perot is back from the unapologetically me podcast so, my friend, from what you were telling me before we got on the air is that a lot of people on social media are already panicking
1: about the Lakers. What is happening, which I expected, is far too many people are overreacting. You know, it's it's one game at the end of the day, and we played, even though they didn't have Paul George, we played a, a really good team, probably the best defensive team in the league. So, it's it's one game. We came into the game with three guys that played who were on the roster last year, an entirely new team, new coaching staff, new system, new everything. And I think we pretty much matched them as far as how well we played. I think at the end of the day, it just came down to in the second half, Lou Williams and Kawhi Leonard did better, made more shots, made tougher shots too than LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They obviously struggled second half, putting the ball in the hole. Uh, LeBron missed one easy layup. He missed a couple other shots he usually makes. But o- overall, you know, I think it was good. Uh, I, I don't think there's too too much that has to change because uh, I think you need a few games before you really need to, you can see what you have to change, which directions you want to go in. I do like the fact that they were. Really emphasizing Anthony Davis in the beginning of the game. i really throughout the game. Uh, I do think it's good that he's the focal point. Uh, he can change a few things up, though. I think after he had a few buckets fall, he got he became a little too tunnel visioned, and there was a many opportunities for him to kick it out to wide open guys for threes, but he forced a few. Um, you know, sh- shots just weren't falling. That. That should fall in the end of the day in the second half. Uh, I think that's what it comes down to. Absolutely. Uh, well, they had tied it up at the end of the third
0: quarter. It was tied up. It's just that fourth quarter seemed to be an issue on how they closed it out. Also, as well, the the bench did not provide the kind of lift you were hoping for. I know a lot of people are going off immensely as far as in Laker Twitter land in regards to one, cantavius yeah. Caldwell Pope, who played 25 minutes roughly, and gave us a whopping donut for points and, and and that type of contribution. I also want to focus in as well on the fact that Kyle Kuzma was very sorely missed because his replacements, Troy Daniels and especially uh, especially Dudley, uh, just both came into the game. If you look at their plus minus for Troy Daniels, it's a minus 16, and for Dudley Jared Dudley, it is a minus 20. And you cannot have that when you're in the game and you're really playing on a team and you're part of a, a, you know a team that's out there and you're losing that many points. That's, that's just kind of something you cannot do as far as coming off the bench.
1: No doubt about it. Uh, obviously, Dudley hit those two threes, but uh, he's you know a little too old, uh, a little too heavy in the feet to, on that defensive end. Right before he got taken out in the fourth quarter, I think he gave up back-to-back buckets um you know then Troy Daniels isn't exactly the best defender either Uh, I will say with Caldwell Pope though I've been seeing a a whole lot of people getting on him too I think he actually played 28 minutes you know he has to be better offensively he has to knock down shots he's one of the guys we're going to going to rely on but he he did play pretty damn good defensively uh, I will say you know he was he was guarding some of the some of the tougher tasks, whether it was Kawhi Leonard at some points, Lou Williams. So he, while he did play well defensively, there's no doubt about it. He needs to step up offensively. And yeah, you know, of course, anytime a guy like Kyle Kuzma is out, you're going to miss him. Uh, and fourth quarter would have been perfect when LeBron's not making shots. Anthony Davis isn't making shots. You have a guy who can score 18 to 20 a game. Uh, he definitely would have helped a lot, but, uh, at the end of the day, you can't really use that as, as an excuse when they didn't have Paul George, who is obviously on a entirely different level than him. That's true. That's true.
0: I mean, with his shoulder injuries coming back from it, he's out another 10 games. The Clippers just provided a more balanced type of offense. And defensively, they really put the clamps on when they needed to initially it looked like the Lakers were going to get off to a great start because they did I think it was 13 to 2 I think I think they got uh, off to a great start like that but unfortunately like I said it all materialized into a 40 point second quarter for the Clippers and of course that closed out with a fourth quarter that was just way too strong I think that's the telling sign is that the first and third quarter when you have the starters playing more with each other I think it looked like to me that they were more cohesive and could stay more competitive with the Clippers. It wasn't until you saw the second units come out where the Clippers can thrive with a combination of Lou Williams and Montres Harrell, who they couldn't figure out the pick and roll at all mm. on. And that's just something I think that it has to be – you know, it has to be something that Frank Vogel and the coaching staff has to look at long-term.
1: Yeah, and they will. You know, um, again, o- overall, I really don't think – They played that bad. Uh, Lou Williams was making some crazy shots at some points. Uh, You know, a guy like that, if he's on, there's nothing you could do about it. I was actually shocked when I looked at the box score after the game and saw he only had 21 points because it seemed like he was nearing 40. But, yeah, their their bench obviously was much better than ours, uh, specifically on the offensive end and really defensively if you take away uh, Dwight Howard, but uh, t- again, it's it's one game against arguably the best team in the league w- with when they have Paul George at least. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll see where we go from here. But I definitely like how everything is shaping up. I think there's a lot of positives to take away from uh, yesterday. And I, I just got to say too, uh, even even though he's the enemy, I love Patrick Beverly. Man, he is. Like he—he's a guy a lot of people love to hate, but he, he, the energy and intensity he brings on that defensive end—you, every team would be lucky to have a guy like that.
0: Absolutely, I mean somebody that went out and was actually started off against LeBron. Although they kind of exploited that in the beginning, as far as LeBron playing off against Patrick Beverly, it was kind of interesting to see, especially the dichotomy of of how big. LeBron is versus how small Patrick Beverly is against him but we've seen that before in the finals with Patrick Beverly playing off against Kevin Durant Mm -hmm. so it's something that he's not afraid to go up against and and play defense on whoever it is he just I think he thrives on those type of matchups and you're right if you're a Clippers fan it is good to see those type of matchups because Patrick Beverly will just go out and attack 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 defensively I'm hoping that we can have that type of mentality at some point in time down the road. So that's one of the things I want to ask you. Defensively, can we get that type of mentality? I know we talked a lot of of defense during the course of the preseason and Anthony Davis, Defensive Player of the Year, and I'm going to get LeBron to go ahead and start playing some defense and and all that. Can we see that type of mentality finally come to the Lakers so we can go ahead and get them over the hump?
1: There's no doubt they could be. A very good defensive team no doubt in my mind as far as that edge factor that chippiness that a guy like beverly or even uh montrez brings uh i i don't know you you need a guy in your locker room that can bring that and do they have that i mean no one has maybe rondo has shown it in his throughout his career can he still bring that, you know, who, who knows uh, only time will tell, but th- there's no doubt they can be a, a very good defensive team that they have They have the players. It's just a matter of putting in the effort and consistency for a full 48 minutes, which you saw most of the first quarter, you saw bits and pieces throughout the rest of the game, but then there was moments where it, it fades. And when it fades, when you have a guy like Lou Williams on the floor, the other team will capitalize quickly. So you
0: mentioned before you went on the air that being on the East coast, you uh, had to stay up late for it. So, so describe to Lakers fans out here on the West coast and, and even in the Midwest, to what extents and to what lengths you have to go ahead and change your schedule around in order to accommodate going ahead and catching the Lakers on a platform such as this on the West coast.
1: Uh, It's, it's tough as far as, changing the schedule. The only thing that's changed is it is I'm losing sleep because uh, I still got to be up early. Uh, yeah, these these 1030 start times on the East Coast are brutal. I believe the game ended around like 115, 120. And I get up early. I'm up at six o'clock. So between that and then it takes a while to fall asleep because you still have the adrenaline going, whether it's a, a win or a loss. So it, it's tough. I, I'm not going to lie. I def- definitely do not stay up. For all the games, I I actually don't, unfortunately, get a lot of the games. I only get the nationally televised ones. So when those do come around, I do try to stay up and catch all of them. Well, you know,
0: it's appreciated that you have that type of enthusiasm, that you are willing to stay up that late. I know the league, for the most part, it's going to shift some of those 1030 games at least 30 minutes closer to being a 7 o'clock p.m. time west coast 10 p.m. east coast that's going to help a little bit but is that really going to go ahead and, and have you catch more games on the east coast
1: it'll help me watch the first quarter or the first half again for game 37 against the orlando magic you know i'm probably not staying up till 12:30 one o'clock to watch them also it hurts too when it is on a channel like espn or tnt they try not to start the game until after the first one ends which obviously the pelicans and toronto game went to overtime so they ended up starting the laker game on nba tv but if it doesn't go to overtime they typically wait till the first game ends and that almost always goes later than the expected uh you know end time and so the the games always start later uh Uh, I just know if I'm staying up, uh, I'm, I'm in for a rough day the next day. I hear you on that. We're signaling the ref for a quick
0: timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Once again, I'm speaking to Boomer Peral. He is the host behind Unapologetically Me. You got to check out his awesome podcast. That's each and every time it comes out on the One a Week channel on SoundCloud. You got to check it out as soon as possible because it is a great mental health and awareness type podcast. It's definitely good listening when you get a chance to listen to it. And at the end of the show, I'm going to have you talk a little bit more about your awesome show so you can get those people to come in and hopefully drive those numbers up for you because it, it is deserving of a, of a great listen there for you but before we head on that. out my friend i want to ask you this and that is the utah jazz so we hit the lowest of lows to start off the season but again it's only one game
1: against it's a good team game. too
0: Yes, yes. And I'll probably be crying later in my box of Kleenex with TJ Johnson. He's coming up a little bit later on in the week. So I'll go ahead and cry with him on that as far as we'll do the man cry together. Mm -hmm. But I will say this. What do the Lakers need to make uh, as far as adjustments uh, according to what you feel that they need to do in order to go ahead? Maybe some tweaks to help maybe free up. Uh, Anthony Davis a little bit more or maybe free up LeBron a little bit more so that they're more efficient? And also, what can we do to keep Danny Green as hot as he did? Because that's something we didn't talk about at all Was Danny Green, getting yeah. that type of game from him, he showed up and not all the Lakers really just showed up as well as he did because that was truly an outstanding performance. 28 points, hit from the three, did everything that we could have asked for for Lakers fans.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, he pretty much put up the numbers you would have hoped LeBron would put up and LeBron kind of put up the numbers you would hope Green put up. So in, in a way they offset each other. You, know, you, you just got to feed him Guys like him, the three and D players, I think you tend to know earlier on, in the first half at least, if they're hitting their shots or not. And if he's hitting like he was hitting last night, you know, you just got to make sure he gets the ball. Uh, as far as going up against the Jazz, uh, they're... I mean, with without Paul George on the Clippers, they're probably just as good, if not better, than the Clippers. So I think, first off, on offense, as much as I love feeding Anthony Davis and we sh- still should do that, I think we need to try to get more off-ball movement. Pretty much the entire offense, each possession down, was either feed Anthony Davis or sometimes LeBron in the post, and then everyone stood around not moving, letting them play iso ball and just getting ready to get the kick out for the shot or just uh, pick and roll, but it was still a two, two man game. Everyone else was standing around. So I think we definitely need to try to get more people involved, more ball movement, more off ball movement and really make the defense work a little harder than they had to last night. And that's the opposing defense. And then as far as our defense, we just got to be more consistent because the thing with it, the jazz, other than go pretty much everyone they're putting on the floor can hit a three. You know, Donovan Mitchell's a very good score. Conley is a very good. Three point shooter Bogdanovich. He can shoot the three O'Neill. He can shoot the three. So I think we definitely need to bring, hopefully bring that a little bit of that edge that a guy like Patrick Beverly would bring and just continue to communicate and just keep it more consistent because, with a team that has so many three-point shooters, if you fall off for three, four, five minutes, they're going to put up a lot of points if they're hitting their shots. So it's, it just comes down to consistency and just you know more ball movement on offense, I think.
0: I was hoping Avery Bradley could fill that role that Patrick Beverly does for the Clippers, that he would play that aggressive defender. I mean, there was times during the preseason that he was looking towards that, And I'm hoping that eventually he can go ahead and get that in place. But still, it is one game. And you're right. Friday, they play the Utah Jazz. And hopefully, they can go ahead and make those tweaks to make their start a little bit more palpable and hopefully a lot better for Lakers fans. But before we head on out, I wanted to ask you your thoughts. I mentioned this to you in a message over the weekend. And that was your thoughts on the East and West, who will come out on top, your NBA champ, and your MVP of the league for this year.
1: So first I'm going MVP Giannis again. I just think he's going to come out just every year. If he can just slightly increase that jump shot, make it a little bit better. He's as close to unstoppable once he has that as you're going to find. So I think at this point he is the best player in the league and I think he's going to show it this year once again and be the MVP as far as East versus West. I think it's, as always, it's going to be a lot of chalk. I think you're going to see the teams you expect, like Milwaukee, Boston, 76ers up there in the East, uh, us, Clippers, and Jazz. Uh, funny how we're starting with them uh, on top of the West. And I think you'll see a showdown between the LA teams in the Western Conference Finals and 76ers, Milwaukee, in the Eastern, and then. Might be biased, but this is my honest opinion. I think the Lakers will take down the Bucks in the final and get LeBron that the next ring and Anthony Davis is first. Well,
0: let's hope that's the case. And let's hope it's one of those situations where the season starts on a bad note, but ends up on a great one, as you were talking about. I also predicted the Lakers to win as well, to go all the way. I expect them to hopefully well, I expect I expect them to play the Philadelphia, but you're right. Philadelphia, Milwaukee, it's pretty much a toss-up in the East. They're both going to go very far as far as Eastern Conference is concerned. I think if there's anybody, maybe Boston, but I still think there's some holes in that roster before that they have to fill. It's funny because Danny Ainge has this treasure trove of picks and players that he could go ahead and, and help build the team, but yet he's not able to been, pull the strings on that one great trade to get the kind of player that i think they need to put them over the top so i think right now it is between philadelphia and milwaukee in the east and with the west yes you're right those are some of the great picks as well i mean when you're talking utah the clippers the lakers i'm going to throw in houston and denver i think there's going to be five teams as vegas has it five teams over 50 wins so definitely there should be a, a great type of matchup but yes lakers definitely look like uh to me as well somebody even though despite the loss that that overall, once they really get going, they'll be able to go ahead and push forward and and see uh, hopefully a championship season as well. i tell you what, it's just been awesome talking to you, but before we head on out, like I said, I want you to let everybody know about your awesome podcast, Unapologetically Me. It's, again, on the One a Week channel on SoundCloud. Tell everybody out there why they need to check into your awesome show.
1: Yeah, so when people usually think of... Or when they hear mental health, they automatically think mental illness, but our podcast is not about mental illness. It's just about having a healthier, more positive, stronger mind. So I have people on and interview people from all walks of life. They could have a mental illness, a physical disability, could be in the middle take. It could be anything. And they just give their story, talk about some of the stresses they go through in life, and then give their tips that people can apply to their life. On how they keep a stronger, clearer, more happier mind. So, yeah, I appreciate you letting me give this shout out. And like you said, it's on the one a week SoundCloud channel. Just if you Google search unapologetically me, a mental health podcast, or just my name, Boomer Peralta, you'll find it.
0: There you go. There you go. Indeed. Any uh, type of social media that people can get a hold of you in case they have any questions about you and your show?
1: Yeah. If you go to Instagram, which is at underscore one a week, and that's the number one. So at underscore one a week, that's my nonprofit organization. I have or our Facebook page, facebook.com slash one a week challenge. You can find uh, everything there. Awesome. Awesome. I was contemplating the other day for
0: my pop culture cosmos channel to maybe start a TikTok. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking about having to do that and just going to myself. Oh my goodness. Not another social media platform I have to go That's where all the kids
1: are, though. That's the new poppin' one.
0: I know. I I read an article about two years ago about it, looking more into detail. And I was like, oh, it's eventually going to come this way. And sure enough, it has. Sure enough, it has. Uh, You know, (laughs) we're talking about the Unapologetically Me TikTok channel or the Lakers Fast Break TikTok channel. You know, this time next year, it's going to be something indeed. Boomer, it's just been great having you here again. I'm hoping you'll be coming back on whenever you can make it on because I know you do a lot of appearances. You need to do a lot of guest show appearances all over the world, actually. Your your name, you're getting it out there, and just is truly just great to see that. Can I congratulate you enough on all the work that you do, both in a nonprofit way and also with your show? So I wish you continued success wish continued success for the Lakers as well. and yeah. Hope you'll be able to come back on as soon as you can to talk more about the great Lakers right here at the Lakers fast break podcast.